At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Florida Matters More, the podcast for Florida Matters, WUSF public media's show about the issues and events that Floridians care about. I'm Robin Sessingham, host of Florida Matters. I'm here in the studio with Florida Matters producer Stephanie Colombini. Hey, Robin. Hey. And also joining us today is Bobby O'Brien, a longtime reporter at WUSF. I didn't want to call you senior reporter. I think longtime reporter was good. I'll take either title, and thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Probably the closest thing we have to a sports reporter. Oh, I'd uh, love to. I'd, I'll take that moniker. <laughs> you can hear Florida Matters Tuesday evenings at 6.30 and Sunday mornings at 7.30 on WUSF 89.7, streaming on WUSF.org. You can also hear it Mondays at 10 p.m., on Classical WSMR 89.1 and 103.9. This week on Florida Matters, we're talking about the upcoming confluence of two big events in Tampa, Gasparilla and the National Hockey League's All-Star Game. So, Bob, you did a feature story on um, Tampa's evolution as a hockey town. Tell me about that. Well, it uh, the team actually turns 25 years old, the 25th anniversary right now, and uh, they're celebrating all year long. I had an opportunity to talk to the team founder, Phil Esposito. Yeah, what was he like? Oh, he's just... Um, I don't want to say adorable. I guess do you call <laughs> do you call um, a, a hockey player who was known for his toughness and who's in the Hall of Fame, but very charming and um, very, very, very much wedded to this to this team. He uh, he had said it in the newspapers and he repeated it to me. He's in the Hall of Fame as a player, but he said I'd much rather be there as a builder, as a founder of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And he is so excited because the team is doing quite well this year. But so did he sell it to Vinick? How, how uh, no, he he was he had a small ownership. There were a couple of other ownerships in between. Okay. Vinick came in in 2010, um, and uh, the 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 franchise was faltering at that point because it had some owners who weren't really investing in it. Um, they did have some star players, uh, and they had the 2004 Cup. But um, hockey is a little different than other professional sports because it has a salary cap. So everyone, all teams have to stay within that salary cap so you can't overpay. Like, you don't end up with a Yankees team that can <laughs> afford to pay. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and it keeps everyone somewhat on the same level. And you have to decide who your, your prize players are, who you will pay more for. And, and uh, it also promotes a lot of youth in uh, in the teams. But bottom line, uh, the team had seen good times, had won a Stanley Cup. And I have to admit, I did not know until I met my husband and he taught me hockey. Um, I didn't know until watching that cup run how grueling it is. There is no other championship like a Stanley Cup because you go through four different levels. I believe it, it it's at least four, seven best of seven games. So and hockey is very demanding. 
Um, bottom line, when you win that cup, you have really, really won it. And um, I had one of the sports reporters tell me he uh, had covered when uh, Gretzky had first started with his team, and they lost their first uh, attempt to get to the cup. And Gretzky had gone to the visiting locker room and looked in, and the guys were all patched up and bruised. They had ice bags and everything. They, they had really gone through the ringer, but they had won. And Gretzky told his team, you know what, that's what we should have looked like. Mm-hmm. In other words, you have to put your whole heart and soul out on the ice. The Stanley Cup is proof of that. Anybody who has followed teams through it, and I believe, Stephanie, you have. You're a Rangers fan. Rangers we'll fan. For I know. Not um, popular here. But, but you understand that that process, that it is it is a demanding sport, but at the same token, it has speed. I believe it was Phil Esposito who told me, you know, they told him, well, you know, hockey will make it here in Florida because it has the kind of speed and the crashing that you might have like a He said, that was a great right. quote you got, Bobby. He said, I was, you know, told, I was told, I thought, well, it's a gamble to try to bring hockey down to, this was in 1992, I right, think. Right, correct. So, gamble to try to bring it to Florida, the land of sunshine. And somebody said to him, listen, we like football, we like car crashes, you know, NASCAR, we're yeah. going to like, we're going to like ice hockey. And I guess it's done well. Well, it has. And initially when they started, they would get a lot of fans from other teams because obviously you have a lot of people who retire in Florida, a lot of northerners who love hockey. But, um, one of the key things, and that was what we wanted to examine this year going into the All-Star game, because this is the 100th year for the NHL, and it's the 25th year for the Lightning. So they've been around, but they're still considered a newbie. Um, and you have to earn your stripes. You have to earn it. And the question was, has Tampa become a hockey town or is it just a bunch of other fans who come to the games because their team is playing the ho- mm-hmm. playing the Lightning? Um, and we talked to a couple of really reputable, well-known, well-respected people in hockey, and they said, yeah. Tampa's a hockey town. It has become, the, the kids are starting to go to the games. That's something, you know, um, even though it's getting bigger over here as a youth sport, and I know Jeff Vinnick is really trying to promote it as youth sport with giving out free hockey sticks and everything else. But, you know, the kids that want to play in places like Polk County, their moms are still, have they still have to be very devoted. They have to drive them to Tampa or Orlando. So there's still not that many kids playing i'd say in florida well um there are more ice rinks being built but they're taking hockey beyond the ice rink they do rollerball they do street hockey Mm -hmm. so kids can learn the fun of playing hockey without having to be on the ice starting to get that that next generation that's the whole that's the whole issue of and in fact we have a video that um will take you sort of through that where I talked with some hockey fans who's the one woman, her grandson, started playing hockey in their living room at two and a half years old. I saw him with at the uh, Lightning Holiday Camp uh, for kids who wanted to get three days worth of playing hockey with a Stanley Cup defenseman, uh, Jason Cullimore, and other really well-known uh, coaches. And um, she, her six-year-old grandson 
was there at the camp from 8.30 in the morning until 2. They went and had something to eat, and he came back because he had his regular weekly practice, but he also had a skills practice prior to that, and he wanted to go to both. She was hoping that he'd be a little Mm -hmm. tired. Just getting as crazy as any other sport. (laughs) (laughs) It is, and it does require the dedication, but Jeff Vinnick, um, I did have a chance to talk with him, and they, uh, it's a five-year plan to distribute 100,000 hockey sticks. They've already distributed 70,000 in two years, and he says, we're going to keep going. So it will go over the 100,000. It isn't just on ice. It could just be street hockey. Um, but it's the joy of the sport. Yeah, trying to get the sticks in the kids' hands. And he said once they, you know, what kid doesn't love a stick? In their hands? <laughs> so, yeah. so, Stephanie, it's going to be Gasparilla plus the hockey. It's a big weekend for Tampa. You got the Tampa police chief on the show, Brian Dugan. Right. And uh, he's concerned. He's what, What's he concerned about? I mean, security and traffic are always a concern. He seems pretty laid back. I think Tampa is... I mean, they're pretty well-versed in hosting major events at this point. We had the college football national championship last year. We've hosted multiple Super Bowls and the Republican National Convention. So he wasn't as worried about the crowds as maybe you would think, having two major events at once. But security these days is always, you know— the obvious worry yeah. of a terror attack worry of a terror attack that's what keeps him awake at night exactly so i mean they this isn't just tampa police this is law enforcement from all over the bay area all over the state the fbi everybody's got a hand in this um and you know beyond terror you also just have a lot more drunk people on the streets and so oh, he yeah. said people something this must happen a lot it hadn't occurred to me but he said People don't know where they park. Yeah. He's saying, please think about where you're hey, parking. I, I was Take at a, a picture <laughs> of your parking spot. I wish I had done that because I was at a music festival in downtown St. Petersburg last week. And we did, it had the exact same experience. You know, you park at two in the afternoon. Um, and you're and talking you're and talking you're not really paying attention. Hours later mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, my God, what was the street? And we walked for like a half hour before we found the car. So That's like me at Publix. Take the pictures. I'm going to do that from now well, on. Uh, but I, I would suggest that there are some people you don't want them to find their cars if they've had too much to drink. Right. So, you know, walk around, walk it off. <laughs> that yeah, might be or, you know, yeah, so, don't be driving. <laughs> Bobby, I have to admit, I overheard you talking about uh, that you live right down there in South Tampa, and, and you have a concern during Gasparilla. Um, I do. I've lived there more than 30 years, a block and a half off Bayshore, and not necessarily South Tampa. I'm almost sort of right on the cusp of uh, near downtown. Yeah. Um, And uh, you have a lot of partiers who come by. There have been times where people will stop and because uh, they wouldn't have enough porta potties, they they help themselves and relieve themselves in your front lawn. Mm. Um, You get out the hose. Um, I've I've had to loan my hose in the front yard to uh, EMS guys to wash down their equipment because they've taken care of folks who have sort of collapsed. It has gotten better. I will say the past two or three years, it's not been as um, eventful when it comes to young people who don't know how to celebrate without um, endangering themselves. But yeah, it's it, it can be a problem and you always go out and pick up the trash afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chief Dugan did say, like, 
you know, the police are going to try and be reasonable. It's a fun day. You are allowed to drink along Bayshore Boulevard, the parade route. You, you know, you can walk with an open container, but they aren't going to mess around out in the neighborhood streets. That's where people live. And you can't be just roaming drunk and drinking out there. So they will crack down if you're out there. He said, you know, we'll try and be reasonable, but you need to tow the company line. You know, are you going to go, Stephanie? I am. (laughs) I think I'm the one person in the newsroom who actually enjoys Gasparilla, but that's because I'm still a newbie. I came down from New York last year. So for me, it's like, oh, wow, this is so fun that people do this. But I know. I have never been. I just don't like mobs. Well, and and, and it is very crowded. And this year should be really special in the fact that they have the Stanley Cup. Because it is during All Star Weekend, they are delivering the Stanley Cup. I mean, the actual the Jose, Stanley Cup. The yeah. actual Stanley Cup on the Jose, Jose Gaspar. Hopefully, it doesn't fall um, in the water. <laughs> and then also Vinny LeCavier, who was number four with the Tampa Bay Lightning, marvelous player. Um, one they couldn't keep because of the salary cap. By the way, he has moved back to town, and he is the Grand Marshal for the Gasparilla Parade this year. So they are tying hockey and Gasparilla together, you know, lightning and and, and pirates. <laughs> Which is, you know, a smart move to integrate because I feel like a lot of people coming to the game will be from out of town and probably have never heard of Gasparilla. So now that's something to remember Tampa by. And that, you know, was a theme throughout the show. We also had Alexis Milner with the Tampa Bay Business Journal, and we were kind of talking about economic impact. And, you know, some of those numbers and predictions can kind of be overstated or hard to tell what is exact. But then there's the intangible value of kind of just having a good time at Gasparilla and wanting to come back to Tampa because of that or seeing the pretty river walk and saying, maybe that's a place I want to move and live one day. So I think it will be great marketing for Tampa the entire weekend. And and what's interesting is that both of the hockey events, the skills test on Saturday, and then also the all-star game on Sunday, which isn't like a regular hockey game. It's much more exciting. It's like an overtime game where it's three on three. Typically you have five players on five players. This is three on three. Um, those are sold out. It have been for a long time. Uh, there are a lot of uh, lightning season ticket holders who have already grabbed up their tickets, but there are people from out of town too. Mm-hmm. They are making sure there are other events that are free and open to the public uh, who can also feel like they're participating even if they aren't actually watching the game in person. So um, you've got the free concert. I know that's a yes, big game. free concert. Uh, Fits in the Tantrums is the band. And then there's, you know, the, all the autograph signings and stuff. And, yeah, there's, I think there's going to be plenty of people just coming for that. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Listen to Florida Matters Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m., Sunday mornings at 7.30 on WUSF 89.7. You can always find it online at WUSF.org. Come back next week for another episode of Florida Matters More. And subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher.